you need parts, O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. Today we hear about today's snowstorm. The storm has made some roads impassable in the southeast and eastern parts of the province and dumped 5 to 10 centimeters of snow across a wide area, more in spots. We talked to the provincial crop specialist and a professor of soil science from the University of Saskatchewan what it means for the soil. We have a feature interview with the vice president of sustainability with Saskatoon-based Nutrient the world's largest supplier of crop inputs. Nutrien is helping to set up a system to help farmers get paid for fighting greenhouse gas emissions. We also hear from the retired CEO of Pulse Canada about a major international food conference this September. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The Saskatchewan Grain Belt received some much-needed moisture during the past 24 hours. The weather office says much of the grain belt had 5 to 10 centimeters of snow, except around Winyard, which received 18 to 20 centimeters of snow. snow. Provincial Crop Extension Specialist Matt Struthers sees a small benefit from the snowfall. Well, Winyard, uh, they won the snow lotto, I guess you could say, because they're getting more than everyone else. It's nice to see the snow. Uh, unfortunately, uh, only a few centimeters of snow negates to very little water. But, you know, it, it helps the dry conditions right now, and it surely will be used up during the growing season. Don't expect it to stick around too long. So those guys who are getting ready to seed uh, in the next coming weeks, uh, it won't slow them down any, I don't think. Now we just need a little bit of rain and uh, some hot weather to warm the soils up and guys will be getting seed in the ground. Do you see this snowfall as big benefit or small benefit? Uh, I would say small benefit. Winyard would probably see a bigger benefit, but I don't think it's enough to fill dugouts and get too many creeks running. So small benefit. You see, will it be enough for germination? Uh, I think so. There's The majority of the soils in the province uh, had enough soil moisture to, to germinate anyway, so this will definitely add to that, yep. But we'll then need timely rains, I assume. Yes, yeah, I mean, you know, we always need timely rains in Saskatchewan. It's been very dry, this, it certainly, I bet, lifts a few spirits. It, yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are holding their breath for this season with how dry it was going into it, 
but this will definitely uh, relieve some of that stress. Matt Struthers is the Provincial Crop Extension Specialist. The Professor Emeritus of Soil Science at the University of Saskatchewan, Les Henry, says the moisture is welcome, but timely rains will be important during the growing season. Well, the good news is it's headed in the right direction rather than the wrong. You know, the surface moisture we did have was when we get days of uh, 20 and 23 in wind, you're starting to lose it rather than gain it, so it's uh, put a stop on that. I don't know how bad the wind was in various places and, and how much it blows around, but the problem with snow, it ends up in yards and bushes and sloughs and rolling land and that sort of thing, but it's a help rather than a hindrance, and it, depending on the weather between now and seeding, and it'll set back seeding a little bit, which is good, because if the weather stayed the way it was Saturday, you know, we'd be seeding in two weeks' time into almost dust, so... It'll help with germination, but, you know, it, it's a fraction of an inch of water probably by the time you, unless you get, you know, there's some places had a lot more, but 5 or 10 centimeters is 5 or 10 millimeters, you know, so that's a quarter and a half an inch. So it's not make, it, it's not any huge difference in the dry area for crop prospects. There still isn't the stuff underneath, so it's better than not, but it's, it's not a get-out-of-jail card. But it certainly uh, lifts spirits. We'll, we'll still need timely rains then, I take it. Yeah, but this uh, this should help at least to get the crop germinated and get things going in, in the right direction. But, uh, yeah, we'll still need timely rains. But if you can get a crop germinated and get a stand established, that's square one. So it's a lot better off than nothing. So we'll, we'll pay. it's like farmers always say, we'll take what we get. But it's not a get-out-of-jail card for sure. Les Henry is a professor of soil science at the University of Saskatchewan. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Saskatoon-based Nutrien is taking steps to set up a program to reward farmers for greenhouse gas reduction practices. The Vice President of Sustainability for Nutrien, Candace Lang, says the company's latest social governance report wants to end world hunger, reduce greenhouse gases and improve farm production. Lang says Nutrien is taking steps to set up a comprehensive program to compensate farmers for greenhouse gas reductions. We release an environmental social governance report annually now as Nutrien, and really it's the new version of our company's sustainability report, and we call it ESG. That's how our investors now like to refer to sustainability, and it just organizes around the topics that are most material for our business from a sustainability perspective. So we report on those, our performance and progress year over year. In addition to that, we have a new kind of higher level strategy when it comes to sustainability, and we call that our Feeding the Future Plan. Outline that for me. Just what is the goal here? Okay, the big goal is that Nutrien, we are really aiming to transform agriculture. And uh, as a farm kid from Saskatchewan myself, I would say, why transform agriculture? It's always been transforming. It's never stood still, especially when you look at my lifetime, the last 40 to 50 years. We've produced so much more on existing land, avoided famine, maintained carbon sinks. However, we need to do it again now, and that's the big goal. So in addition to producing more on existing land, now we need to produce more even on existing or less land while we provide climate solutions as well. Outline what some of those goals are for the climate solutions. 
All right. So I would say any farmer listening knows that their soil and the health of that soil is is absolutely critical. The majority of our organic matter in soil is carbon. And I would say as a really important carbon sink, we can bring even more practices for growers and incense them in using those practices and make sure we're compensating growers for the work they're doing for the environment, which is really making sure, and that's what we're focused on in one of our big commitments to uh, launch and scale a carbon program for growers. So we can ensure growers are compensated for the carbon assets they're probably already generating and, and will be generating. And there's a lot of interest in those assets from agriculture globally. How do you hope to pay producers or ensure growers get paid for their carbon sequestration? (laughs) It's a good question, Jim, and it's a complicated question. That's why we have a lot of pilots um, literally in the ground this growing season right now across North America, including right here in Saskatchewan, because we are testing out protocols and the rules, so to speak, that allow us to work with growers and actually get a verified carbon credit after the the end of the growing season that then actually goes on an exchange where um, they can be bought and purchased by other companies with big goals where they need to offset emissions they can't tackle on their own. So you're hoping to set up a carbon offset payment plan for farmers? Yeah, so we uh, wouldn't be the actual exchange, but we work boots to boots in the ground with growers so those carbon assets can be put on an exchange and then we can make sure the growers get paid for those assets. Yeah. And you've outlined some serious goals as to what you want to do environmentally. Uh, You want at least a 30% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah, absolutely. And then that really goes to the input side, you know, at the farm level. And I think we all understand the critical role that fertilizer plays in production and growing more on existing farmland, but also in production of fertilizer, there are emissions. So we have an aim by 2030 to reduce our emissions intensity in the production of fertilizer by 30%. And so that will involve various projects for abatement and other initiatives to really reduce those emissions. So we're both working with growers in the field in their downstream part of our our emissions footprint and then in the more um, manufacturing and production side also reducing our emissions as part of our climate commitments. Saskatoon-based Nutrien is the world's largest provider of crop inputs and services. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Hey, Kara Oosterhuis here with RealAgriculture.com. I am back here today with another Pulse School episode, and I have here with me Robin Bonesse Davidson, who is a Pulse Research Scientist with Lakeland College. How's it going today? Pretty good. Pretty good. That's awesome. So we're at the time of the year, we're starting to look in our fields, and we're thinking about, you know, we're, we're really looking for weeds. We're thinking about herbicide carryover, specifically from last year. Do you want to touch on some of the things we should be looking for? 
Well, I guess depending on where you farm across the prairies, Carrie, you might have some concerns with potential um, carryover or herbicide residual from 2020. Now, if you're in some of the wetter areas like central Alberta, northern Alberta, I would say you probably don't have anything to be concerned about. We had lots of moisture and it was fairly warm last summer, so it shouldn't be too bad. But if you're in maybe some of the drier areas of the prairies, um, especially southern Alberta or across Saskatchewan, you might want to take a look at some of the herbicides that you used last year and not necessarily assume they're gone. Now, there's a number of things that play into whether or not we have carryover. I mean, moisture by far is the one that we talk about the most, which is why I mentioned that first. But you also have to think about your soil texture. If you're in, like, for instance, the brown soil zones, a little bit more sandy, a little bit lower pH, you might have more of a concern with some of these products. Whereas if you're in the black soil zones, lots of moisture, high organic matter, you can probably get away with it. So, and again, gray wooded soils up in the northern part of the prairies, you might a little, be a little bit more concerned. So it's just important to, to take a look at the herbicides that you used last year um, and maybe just think about that before you, uh, before you put your crops in and just make sure that you're not going to have a lot of carryover. And I think it's important to note too that some of these herbicides are a couple years, I think, right? You yes. have to look at these fields not just last year but yes exactly and so the ones that I mean come to mind the most would be your group twos your group fours and maybe some of your group 27s those seem to be the ones that affect the pulses kind of repeatedly every year so depending on your soil really depending on your soil depending on your farm it's going to be important to just keep those things in mind because you're right some of these products can really tend to stick around and don't break down like maybe they you're hoping they do right so so you're walking through your field, you figure out you don't have any herbicide uh, residuals from last year. No, what's the next thing you're looking for as far as weeds? Are you because especially with pulses, it's really important to keep those fields clean. Absolutely, absolutely. One thing that we say about pulse crops is they don't compete well. And we've, we've been spreading that message for, for a long time and that they just don't have the ability to compete really well. It doesn't matter which pulse you're talking about. Um, lentils specifically can be, you know, face a little bit more challenges, peas as well. Faba beans, even though faba beans are this tall, you know, leafy green strong plant people think oh yeah it'll out compete actually no they're very open um, canopy crop and so they don't actually compete necessarily as well as you can so there's certainly some things you can mitigate as far as you know not relying simply on your chemicals and stuff but right now is the time to be thinking about okay what are my weed issues that I had last year in this field what are the weed issues I had in this field a few years ago when I had pulses in there and what can you do right now now last year was a fairly open fall so I think a lot of farmers had the opportunity to go in maybe do some post-harvest spray or chemical control on your fields and suspect you know, suspect that maybe we might be ahead of ourselves coming into 2021 than we were coming into 2020 for instance but if not there's definitely things you can do now if you're looking at you know more of a minimum till or zero till situation there's some great products out there some you know there's quite a range of pre-seed burn down products that you can put down if used safely um, with pulses I would say that you need to be quite cons um, just vigilant on putting pre-seed herbicides down as pre-seed not pre-emergence because that has come and bit us in the butt a few times and I mean I completely understand farmers are busy just get it in the ground and then I'll deal with my burn down products afterwards before they come up and in a lot of cases you can get away with that but sometimes you can't and so you just got to be careful about that for sure but yeah 
making sure that you have clean fields to start with. And if you do have even a slightly or like a minimum till situation, you could put some of the more higher residual things like edge or treflon or something or in there to, to really give you an advantage. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And the Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in. No appointment necessary or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, two centimeters of snow and local blowing snow. Wind north 40, gusting to 60. The high today, minus 2. Tonight, 5 centimeters of snow and windy. The low, minus 5. Tomorrow, another 2 to 4 centimeters of snow. Wind north 30. The high, minus 3. Tomorrow, the low, minus 8. Cloudy on Wednesday, the high, plus 1. The low, minus 7. Thursday, partly cloudy. The high, plus 5. The low, minus 4. Friday, partly cloudy, the high 8, the low minus 2. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 12, the low minus 2. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 7 degrees. Normal high for this date, 11, the normal low minus 3. The sun rose at 6.11 this morning, it sets at 7.48 tonight. And around the province, we have the hot spot, Wasika at 5 degrees, minus 5. The uh, cold spot, Minus 10, Uranium City. Roundup, Estevan, minus 3. Saskatoon, 0. Swift Current, minus 3. Weyburn, minus 3. Yorkton is minus 3. Wasika is plus 5. I shouldn't have said minus 5. Light snow in Regina, it's minus 4. That's 25 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north, northwest, 44, gusting to 57. Humidity is 85%. The barometer rising, 102.6. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, minus 3. Winds are from the north, northwest, 30, gusting to 46. Once again, Regina, light snow, minus 4. That's 25 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent edge microactive group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The newly retired CEO of Pulse Canada believes the next watershed moment for agriculture is going to be held this fall. Gord Bacon is referring to the United Nations Food Systems Summit in September. That summit will examine the food system's impact on climate change and other food sustainability issues. Bacon will be part of the Canadian delegation. He says it will be important for farmers to help shape that plan. As farmers uh, and people in the industry like myself who know a lot about what we do on the farm level, you know, we have a certain view of, of what we're doing and the things that we're doing well, and we know more than anyone else does about you know, what we're doing to optimize production. This is a food system summit, though. It's not about farming systems. And we all have heard and read things that just don't make sense when you understand farming, the things that people are saying. So I think that this UN food system summit has been described as having as much impact on food 
as Paris climate change had on the energy world. So we need to be a part of it, and we need to make sure that uh, the systems that are developed and how we're evolving are going to take into account the reality of farming. And I'm going to define that by saying, you know, whether you're growing wheat in Saskatchewan or wheat in Ontario, the farming system is going to be different. Some of it's going to be because of the ecosystem you're farming in, whether, you know, the kind of the climate you have. Um, the farm practices vary, you know, across the fence line. So this is where I keep coming back to farm-specific practices are going to be key, and the kinds of measurements that we have, you know, need to be looking at how farmers are going to have their story told, but not from a farming perspective, from a package of food perspective. So I want people to think a little bit about if you're walking down a grocery store and picking up two competing brands of any food product you want to think about, you know, what might the story be that's different behind each of those products? And it's not just going to be what you did on the farm. It's going to be how it was processed and milled uh, and how it was manufactured. You know, we did some work at Pulse Canada with a university in uh, Switzerland that showed for ex extruded breakfast cereal, more than 50% of the uh, CO2 footprint was associated with the extrusion equipment, not the farm where Borella, one of the biggest pasta companies in the world, will you know, show you that 68 or 70% of the carbon footprint in pasta does come from the farm side. So the reason food is, is important and emphasis not on farms, but farms, processing, manufacturing, and retail, is that every step in the chain has an impact on the footprint of water use, CO2 release, impacts on biodiversity, etc. And I think the focus on food is going to make sure that consumers are aware of the choices they're making so that all of the pressure for change doesn't come back to the farm level, that there is an understanding at the consumer level about what sustainability means from a dietary perspective. So farming is always going to be key, but the focus and expression of values in my mind has to be on the food. And I, this is what I'm hearing is being discussed with the uh, UN Food System Summit and I'm actually lucky enough to be sitting on an industry group which is looking at changing consumer behaviors behind food. So, again, I just want to emphasize it's not a farm system summit, it's a food system. And farms have to think along the lines of what is the rest of the chain talking about and, and how are we going to react to that. Coming up, Bacon responds to the question, could European farming restrictions ever come to Canada? You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by Canadian AgriBlend. Ask for the livestock products at your feed dealer or for a feed dealer near you. Call 1-800-340-2311. The newly retired CEO of Pulse Canada believes the next watershed moment for agriculture will be this fall at the United Nations Food Systems Summit in September. Gordon Bacon says the European Union imposes restrictions on its farmers and there are concerns it could reach into Canada. No, I don't think it is off base. The politics of how the UN system can work is uh, big and powerful countries do try to influence because they're trying to encourage a consensus that aligns with the approach that they're taking. So the European system, you know, which is uh, their... Um, farm-to-fork policy, uh, you know, which is looking at less fertilizer and less inputs as an outcome, 
uh, is likely to be part of what the European uh, community may try to encourage at the UN Food System Summit. I think it's important. I hope. I think a lot of people on the farm level would say what we need to focus on um, is efficiency, and when expressed in a per unit of food, we have a really different look at what makes sense. So I personally happen to believe that like an intensification of production, programs like 4R nutrient stewardship, etc., are key. There is no doubt we have to reduce the environmental negative part of plant nutrition, but that doesn't mean using less fertilizer. We have to account for plant nutrition as it's needed, but we have to look for ways to reduce the impact. So efficient plants, of course, make sense. Uh, applications, of course, uh, perhaps technology that results in fertilizers that uh, emit less nitrous oxide, etc. Just a really simple different kind of denominator to that equation can change how you look at the challenge. So 30% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions from fertilizer production will have you focus on one thing. 30% reduction in, in harmful environmental effects from plant nutrition gives you scope to do a whole lot more. But the end point was we still met a goal a reduction of the impact of plant nutrition programs that weren't predicated on using less fertilizer or taxing the heck out of the fertilizer that you use. There's many things that we can be looking at. Gordon Bacon is the retired CEO of Pulse Canada, and he was discussing the United Nations Food System Summit this September. He'll be part of the Canadian delegation, and he says this summit could have as much impact on food as the Paris Climate Change Summit had on the energy world. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit sasspork.com. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading. Canola fell $16.60 at $657.77. Number one red spring wheat went down $4.29 at $286.18. The rest were unchanged. Durham $314.16. Feed barley $267.68. Flax $730.47. Lentils $658.50. Oats $209.53. Yellow peas, 383.70, and feed wheat, 238.84. The Minneapolis Spring Wheat May Futures are down 9 and 3 quarter cents at 6.44 and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Donnie Peacock reporting on location in the storm here at Whitewood, Saskatchewan for Triple Joe's, Triple J's a Black Angus bull sale, but we'll be going in the snow. It should be fun. I'll tell you what, last week, nice week in the cattle industry and the uh, Tuesday cow sale, we had 450 cattle in that. The cow market a little bit higher, 86 and change on the average. Uh, good solid cows, 92.95. You'll get the odd stars. They'll poke to a buck a pound. In the bull trade, up to a buck and a quarter. They average a dollar fifteen. And boy, there's a lot of uh, cow bulls coming to town now. I would suspect the semen tests have maybe 
been a bit on the tough side for some of the producers. Throughout the week, the feeder board and fat cattle continue to uh, rise and have some power in that, and we sure look forward to uh, uh, reaping the benefits of a kind of an invigorated industry on that end of it. That's the way it is in cattle country. Heartland Swift Current. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is Sig 4 Brandon and BP4 Moose Jaw Plants, both the same quote, 221.37 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. And SMHI, farmers get your hail insurance coverage with Municipal Hail at an RM office or direct online. Farmers insuring farmers, municipalhail.ca. Real estate in Saskatchewan continues to boom during the pandemic, setting yet another sales record in March. The Saskatchewan Realtors Association says home sales were up 85% from last year, while inventories were down. Economic analyst Chris Bacorbu says having low inventory is helping the market. Got um, more inventory, so you know there's less houses available out on the market at the moment. I think part of the reason why we are seeing a lot of sales happening then is that you know people kind of realize you know there aren't as many homes out there right now. They're kind of getting snapped up. Now might be a good time to start buying as well. Bacorbu says the pandemic has shifted people's buying habits as many people are now working from home. It's beginning to sound as if some activity will be happening on the Dudney rail yards that will connect downtown to the warehouse district. Talk of a new event centre and a ballpark have piqued the interest of the Regina Warehouse District, who feel the economic activity will be a huge positive for them and the city as a whole. Executive Director Lisa Gibbons says there's been some work on the rail yards. Gibbons says the amount of people that would be downtown if an arena and ballpark were built would be huge for the many bars and restaurants in the district that's been devastated by COVID-19. On the markets today, the TSX is up 14 points at 19,242. The Dow fell 48 points at 33,752. Oil is up 42 cents at 59.74 a barrel. And the Canadian dollar is down nine one-hundredths of a cent at 79.70 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.